It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Think about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they... They, they, they know it's a better world for them. I think they can make it a better place. Hello everyone, this is Joni Aldrich. Welcome to Advocacy Heals You. And we have online with us uh, my very wonderful co-host Chris Jerry of the Emily Jerry um, Foundation.org. Good afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon, Joni. And uh, really looking forward to today's show. Yeah, it's, it's going to be wonderful. You know, um, one of the things, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, maybe I have, Chris, but uh, one of the things that really helped me uh, after I lost Gordon and his birthday, his uh, 53rd birthday would be this coming Wednesday, uh, well, tomorrow. Um, one of the things that really, really helped me after Gordon passed away was music. And I used to love to listen to the Doobie Brothers sing Music is the Doctor because it really was a doctor for me. It really was soothing. It really did help me get through some of the rough spots. So every time I see uh, people, particularly in the oncology field, uh, Dr. Rick Boulay, who we hope to have yes. on our show sometimes, who does beautiful CDs and uh, and puts those that funding into the Catherine Boulay uh, Foundation for Cancer Patients and Families. Or, or our guest today, uh, I can't help but think about that. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Joni. I, I've always um, been drawn to music and, and love music music and what i what i i like most about um uh the folks we'll be uh, speaking with today is is the fact that their music is i i tend to like that the folk rock kind of genre myself and uh i was very very impressed to listen uh, to their music i think they're they're all quite talented to say the least so well, we hope that you can travel down to North Carolina to be with us. Uh, we hope to find a way to do that so that you can be with us September 21st for their performance in Raleigh. Boy, I, I, let's definitely uh, plan on that. Definitely. Okay. That sounds awesome. Well, without further ado, because we have a lot to do today, uh, more than usual, because we're going to put some additional music in today's show um, that is music, uh, original music by NAD, No Evidence of Disease. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, introduce our first guest, Dr. William Robinson, is the Maxwell E. Lapham Professor of Gynecologic Oncology at Tulane University. Um, I'm assuming that's Tulane Hospital. 
we'll talk to him in a minute. Uh, his professional interests include immunoperitoneal therapy of ovarian cancer, cancer prevention and control, ethnic disparities in cancer care delivery and outcomes. He's the director and principal investigator of the Tulane Minority-Based Community Clinical Oncology Program, which develops strategies to eliminate barriers to participation in cancer research trials found in ethnic minorities. On a national level, he chairs the coding committee of the Society of Gynecologic Oncology and sits on the Health Economics and Coding Committee of the American Congress of Obstetrics and Gynecology. He is also chair of the Chemo Prevention Subcommittee of the Gynecologic Oncology Group and Congressional Representative for the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Uh, Dr. Robinson plays bass, guitar, and harmonica, and I saw also that he does do some vocals for Ned, No Evidence of Disease, an adult contemporary rock band made up of six gynecological oncologists from across the U.S. Ned has released two critically acclaimed CDs, which have sold over 10,000 copies, with the proceeds going to support the Foundation for Women's Cancer. Dr. Robinson also plays with the Shinolas, a five-piece R&B funk rock ensemble in New Orleans, as well as his local church band. And I wanted to ask you, Dr. Robinson, where on earth do you find the time to do all that? That's what I, I, I was wondering the same thing, and, and especially with band members, you know, being all over the country, um, I, I guess... In addition to Joni's question, I would wonder how do, how, do, how do all of you get together and 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 get a chance to practice and 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 things like that. Well, I stay busy, that's for sure, which I enjoy. That's that's part of what this is all about is is trying to um, keep myself occupied and keep a positive outlook on all of these things. Um, it is actually very interesting how we rehearse. It's basically become a virtual process. In that, uh, when we have ideas for songs, for example, one of us will um, come up with a, you know, a lyric or a melody or whatever, and we'll record it using computer software, and then pass that on to the next guy in the process or next, you know, member of the band, who right. will then add their part onto it, and it'll get around to all of us. And by the time it makes it through all six of us, then we have a demo, um, and in that demo, we can then rehearse to on our own, so it eliminates the need to, you know, get together to rehearse to create new songs, and it's actually, that process has actually worked out very well for us. Wow, that's, uh, I, I, I never thought about, uh, you know, music in those terms, but I guess, you know, I'm, I, I'm a big uh, outspoken proponent of, of technology, and um, so I love it, but um, it's, it, it's just amazing how, how that um, can help with the whole creative process and and work so efficiently. But that's it's actually the only fascinating. Way you... Ten years uh -huh. ago, we probably couldn't have done it because the technology didn't exist. Right, right. And I was going to say that's uh, you know that's the only way you could do it with everybody. With it, the furthest band member you have is Alaska. Oh so, my, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty amazing. Well, we have a second guest today. Nicole Strang is a five-year cancer survivor and self-proclaimed badass warrior goddess, gynecologic cancer advocate and blogger. She's an experienced retail manager by trade, but since her ovarian and uterine cancer diagnosis in 2008, education and awareness have become her life's mission. She's the founder of Living with Grace blog and Facebook page. Living with Grace reflects her positive outlook on life and has been recognized as an inspirational cancer blog by Navigator. Cancer.com. Nicole was producer, writer, and feature performer of her own ovarian cancer awareness video public service announcement. In 2003, she joined the Opportunity Project, a tribe of wounded healers, and is in the process of launching the Cancer Opportunity. The goal is to create an online cancer support community with an emphasis on discovering the positive in a cancer diagnosis and meeting and embracing each individual individual no matter where they are in their journey in her spare time nicole currently works for the ned 
the bank for Ned the band as social media diva, web mistress, manager, cat herder. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> Sherpa, roadie, chauffeur, stylist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm going to add this girl Friday because that's how Nicole and I met. So welcome to Advocacy Hills, you Nicole. Wow, what advocacy work you do as well. Hi, very happy to be here. And, and I love that badass warrior goddess. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So today, just to, to wrap that little bit up for the for the guests, we have a, a, a band. We're featuring Ned, No Evidence of Disease, and a badass goddess of all things, <laughs> warrior goddess. Okay. Now, I, I quickly want to, we are going to play um, music at 2.15. We're going to play one of the songs. But I want to give the member, the other members of the band, um, especially since several of them are from North Carolina. Yay! Okay. John T. Soper, MD, the Hendricks Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology Division of Gynecologic Oncology Department of Obstetrics and Dynatology. Gynecology, blah, 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 blah. How many times am I going to say that today? Chris, maybe you should do this. Ah, <laughs> University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill on guitar. Joni, hey, I like that. Jim is spelled a little different from mine, but Joni Hope, MD, founder, managing partner, the woman in, on the group would have to be from Alaska, Alaska Women's Cancer Center, Director, GYN Oncology, Providence, Alaska Center, Alaska Native Medical Center founder, uh, and she is lead vocals and guitar, um, John Bogess, did I do it right? Bogess. <laughs> Bogess, oh, fooey. Uh, professor, fellowship Program Director, Gynecology Oncology, uh, Director, Computer and Robotic Assisted Surgery Center at UNC Chapel Hill, Guitar and Lead Vocals, Nemesh Nagarshith, MD, Associate Director of Gynecologic Oncology at Mount Sinai School of Medicine, New York, New York, um, and Director of Gynecologic Oncology, Associate of Robotic Surgery, Inglewood Hospital and Medical Center, Drums and Percussion, and William Winter Third Compass, I don't even know what that is, Oncology, I guess that's the name of the group, uh, Portland, Oregon, on lead guitar. Wow. Okay. I think I got through that without uh, too much difficulty. I have a quick question for you guys, though, um, before we play the first song. As I was doing, uh, pulling up promotional pictures, uh, I noticed a movie poster. Yeah. Somebody, somebody want to yeah. comment on that? Is that something sure. that's in the works, works or that is already done? Well, it is the um, filming is done. The uh, picture is actually a documentary uh, about the band and the process by which it came together and how we interact with patients on an ongoing basis. Um, it's done by Spark Media, which is based in Washington, D.C. Uh, Andrea Kalin is the producer of that. And they approached us, I guess, about four years ago, uh, saying they were very interested in the process by which the band, NED, came to be and would like to uh, create or, or to record that process in the form of a documentary. This uh, media company has extensive experience in doing documentaries uh, on a nonprofit basis, and as you can imagine, we were delighted to have them uh, participate in this process with us. They followed us around with cameras, both together and separately, for almost two years altogether, uh, collecting footage of us and our patients and our performances and a variety of other things, and have put it together into a documentary format. Uh, it is now a full-length or feature film, as they call it. It's about 90 minutes or so long uh, and is in the process of being prepared for release in the United States. They are releasing it to uh, some film festivals around the country and are looking into ways to particularly to release it in the hometowns of our uh, members of the band, such as North Carolina and New Orleans and New York City and so forth. So we're all proud of it. We're uh, very pleased with how it turned out um, and uh, hope that uh, many people get a chance to see it. Wow. Is there going to be like a, a premiere? 
You know, we're trying to figure that out right now. You know, documentaries are sort of a funny beast in the film world in that, you know, they have markets that are fairly selective, but if you find the right market, then they can be extremely popular. So I think that's what Spark is doing right now. They're trying to figure out the best way to present the piece so that it gets maximal exposure. Wow, incredible. Well, having Actually, said I'd that, like to add to that if I could real quick. Please do, please um, do. The film is actually set to be um, uh, available on tug.com, T-U-G-G.com. And starting in September, you can go on to tug. Actually, you can go on now to tug.com and set up a screening in your community. Um, tug helps to find a venue for you. They help you sell the tickets. You can turn it into a nonprofit event, a fundraising event. And the film can be brought to your community through um, through tug.com, and that's available on the No Evidence of Disease movie website, Facebook page, and it will soon be up on the NED Facebook page as well. Oh, I love that. That's incredible. What a great, what a, great idea. Yeah, what a party, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like great fun. We're, we're going to have to get together on that, Nicole. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's take a short break now so that we can play our first Ned song. And one of the things that I find amazing, Dr. Robinson, is the fact that all of your music is original. And that's not easy in and of itself. Well, that's true. You know, we started this process with the intent of, you know, trying to, trying to be as close to what a real musical artist would be like. I mean, we knew that we were not doing this you know, on a full-time basis where we had to make our livings doing this. So we really couldn't be just exactly what a, you know, a singer-songwriter would be or a touring rock band would be. Um, but what we did try for is to do it in the way that a singer-songwriter would. That is, the songs are based on our own experiences. Some of mm-hmm. them are connected to medicine and to cancer. Some of them are not. Some of them are just... Um, the kind of human experiences that almost all of us experience at some point in their lives. Um, and so that's kind of come out in our songs, I think. Wow. The first song that we're going to play is called Life Force, and uh, let's play it now.
one of my favorites, and I've listened to quite a quite a bit of your music. And I want to make sure before we close the show today uh, that Chris and I give you an opportunity, uh, Dr. Robinson and Nicole, to um, give all the information about where people can get your music. I know you get them on iTunes because I actually got that song on iTunes. So, um, so tell me a little bit about how the band formed. Sure. Uh, the specialty of gynecologic oncology is relatively small nationwide, is my guess. There's only about a thousand board certified gynecologic oncologists in the entire United States. So many of us know each other. And in fact, several of us in the band at least knew of each other prior to this starting because we'd worked together on national committees and so forth. And what happened was in 2008, at one of our national professional meetings, the program committee decided that they wanted to create an entertainment event that was put on by the membership. One of the members of the program committee knew one of the members of what ended up becoming NED and said, could you get a group of guys together to create a band, basically to perform at this meeting? He called around, basically, and said, uh, you know, would you be willing to do this? We had known each other, like, through cocktail parties and stuff. You know, well, what do you do for a hobby? Well, I play the guitar. Oh, really? Me too. That, that's how we knew of each other. We had never actually played together before. We got the group together uh, and decided that we were going to play cover versions of about 25 or so classic rock songs. We picked up the versions of those songs that we wanted to play on iTunes and said, okay, everybody learn your part to this group of songs uh, before you get there because we're not going to have time to rehearse together. And that's the way we did it. We got together um, on a Sunday. We practiced uh, acoustically, basically no amplification. On a Sunday night, we practiced with amplifiers on Monday afternoon, and we did the show itself on a Tuesday night. And it was received so well that we started getting requests from other organizations to come perform for them. So we did uh, uh, shows, again, doing mostly cover songs, in um, Chicago and various other places. In fact, our first show at that meeting was in Tampa, Florida. Um, And during that process, we'd started to talk about the idea of doing some original songs because all of us had played at some point in the past in various bands, you know, and I kind of put that aside when we got into medicine. But still, a, a creative spark was there to some degree. And at the same time, a record company heard about us called Motima Records, which is based in New York City. And they approached us and said, we would love to be able to record you all, to make a CD for you all, um, as a nonprofit um, uh, process. Um, and we wouldn't be willing to fly you to New York, New York, put you in the studio. We will find a producer to work with you. Uh, you all come up with your songs, and we'll create the package. And as you can imagine, we kind of jumped at that opportunity, and that's what they did. They flew us to New York. Uh, we were there for about eight days. They put us into the studio with a, a producer named Mario McNulty, who is very well known in the industry, having worked with everybody from Fallout Boy to Lincoln Park to David Bowie. He led us through the process of creating the CD, uh, which we released. Uh, it is eponymous. It is titled NED. And that CD sold something like six or 7,000 copies, which made money for the Foundation for Women's Cancer, which is our benefactor. Um, and, you know, obviously was very pleasing, very gratifying for us particularly. Uh, we toured, in a sense, in support of it, many tours. We basically go for a weekend here and a weekend there. And the, uh, the Foundation for Women's Cancer was so pleased with it, they asked us if we'd be willing to do a second CD, which we did. So we created our second CD about a year later, and that was called Six Degrees. And that was released um, then in 2011, I believe it is. And we've been more or less touring in support of that since then. So it's been a great process, and, and we've loved every minute of it. Well, I mean, I have to commend all of you because, you know, through your efforts um, to fund, you know, cancer research and, and things of that nature uh, is is admirable in and of itself. But then the, the mere fact that you, you get to do what you, you, all of you truly enjoy doing, and that is the whole creative process with involved with music and 
you know, getting to play before these audiences, uh, it has to be a, a, a great, great feeling all the way around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, clearly that's the way you make your work, your career, or your passion is by, you know, combining your work with what you, what you like doing is part of, uh, you know, your regular, your everyday life. And when you can do that, then it becomes not work so much as it is, uh, you know, as I said, a career or a passion. And I think that's what we've been able to accomplish. That's a, a very wise statement. And I, I, I think I know, Joni, even before you uh, verbalized it, where you're going to go with that. <laughs> he does. He does. He's learning me very well. And, and that's what we talk about a lot with balance. Uh, you really, really have to balance uh, You know what you do in oncology. Uh, what you see every day uh, has to be difficult at times. It, it can be very, very rewarding, but it has to be difficult at times. And, and Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm sure that, you know, your music is a, is a balance. It, it keeps a good balance in your life. Oh, no question. You know, you're right about oncology. It is, at times, very draining. You know, I've told uh, Ashley Nicole this and various other people. You know, most of us, me in particular, uh, try specifically to put a sort of an emotional barrier between ourselves and the patients because we realize if we get too involved in them emotionally, we'll, we'll be a wreck. I mean, we just, you know, we'll be ready to commit suicide or something. I mean, it's just, you, you can't, uh, you know, you have to try to somehow, you know, keep a mental balance, as you say. And one way to do that is to find a creative output. And actually, there's been a few studies of medical specialties, and oncologists in particular seem to have more uh, outputs in the creative arts than some of the other uh, medical specialties, which I find kind of interesting, but I, I think it's perfectly logical as well. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a great thing that you're doing as well, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun as well. But it can be draining. I Again, I don't know where you get the energy because you do some great other work. I mean, just the fact that you are, um, I recently had a little bout with uh, the uh, government and just the fact that you serve uh, the American uh, Society of Clinical Oncology as a congressional representative, I can't even imagine. Well, you know, we're on the verge of great changes in medicine in general uh, in the United States right now, and cancer care in particular. Um, and, I, you know, it was an opportunity for me to try to get involved in that, you know, instead of just sitting in front of the TV and watching the news and yelling at it because you're mad because nobody seems to be getting it right. This is an opportunity to try to, uh, you know, express my opinion in a way that maybe it will do some good. So I enjoy that, too. Well, Nicole, I'm going to bring you into this conversation uh, now. What are some of the major needs that you find through your advocacy work and your work with, with uh, No Evidence of Disease with NED, the band, um, that are most important in gynecological cancer world? Well, I think the um, the need for education and awareness is huge. Um, there, with the exception of the pap smear for cervical cancer, there are no um, diagnostic tests to detect uh, any of the GYN cancers, um, uterine, fallopian tube, ovarian, vaginal, vulvar. Um, there's no diagnostic test for these. And um, 
as women, a lot of these symptoms are things that we experience every day, um, from bloating to upset stomach, backaches, and things like that. So the tendency is to really kind of blow these symptoms off, which is kind of what I did when I was um, experiencing my symptoms. And the, the really sad thing is, is that none of the gynecologists that I've ever had in my lifetime spoke to me about anything besides a pap smear for cervical cancer and a mammogram for breast cancer. So um, I really feel had I known um, about these symptoms that I would have been able to connect the dots and gotten to a doctor sooner. So I think that being very aware, teaching women to be very aware of their bodies and subtle changes and um, to trust their, their gut instinct that something's not quite right is hugely important because the survival rates, you know, these cancers are caught you know, in the advanced stages often, and the survival rates tend to be very grim compared to um, breast cancer percentage-wise. So um, I would say education and awareness is the most important thing. So your primary goal and, and the reason you you continue to support and, and work with Ned so strongly really is, is to ultimately improve, you know, public awareness of uh, gynecological uh, cancers and their the importance of their early detection and and not to ignore uh, you know these common symptoms and and things of that nature is that correct absolutely absolutely and and I want to bring in here as well uh, dr. Robinson uh, the importance of your work with ethnic minorities I know that is a huge issue in both North and South Carolina. Uh, we talk about this a lot. I, I'm on the, in the North Carolina Comprehensive Cancer Group and the South Carolina Cancer Alliance, and uh, that's huge as well. Oh, no question. Uh, and historically, unfortunately, we have not done a very good job at including ethnic minorities, and it's not just African Americans. Uh, but Hispanic and mm-hmm. Vietnamese and Native mm-hmm. Americans. Historically, we, we as cancer doctors, cancer researchers, have not done a good job in including those individuals in our clinical research trials. And the result has been a couple of very bad mistakes that have been made. In other words, conclusions that were made or assumptions that were made about treatments that they would work in certain cases that we later found out didn't work or sometimes even had a uh, negative effect in specific ethnic groups. And the reason we made those assumptions is because we did clinical trials that didn't include those individuals as part of the uh, patient population. So we have made, or several of us that are interested in this topic, have made a specific effort. We have worked together around the country to try to improve on this, and the National Cancer Institute has a similar uh, mission and is, has created this program by which we encourage investigators who have demonstrated the ability to enroll ethnic patients to clinical trials. And that's what this is all about, is to try to uh, improve the access of ethnic minorities to clinical trials so that we don't make the kind of mistakes that we've made in the past. And on your side, Nicole, obviously as well, ethnic minorities are typically... Uh, diagnosed later stage and typically don't have as good of an outcome. Unfortunately, they they tend to uh, not survive as much. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's actually true across the board for a variety of different cancers. For example, women Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. cervical cancer, one of the ones I deal with, Hispanic women have a higher incidence of cervical cancer than do any other ethnic group and they do less well than any other ethnic group. And we're not exactly sure why that's the case. So it's one of the things we're trying to, to, you know, to sort out as part of this. And it's amazing what we don't know about cancer still. I mean, it, it just boggles the mind because that could be a genetic thing. That could be an ethnic thing. That could be a diet thing. That could be, be environmental. all of those things together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Well, um, We have to uh, take another short break. We're going to play half of uh, one of your songs, and this is uh, Waiting on Time. Am I correct, Nicole? Where's my note? Uh, Yes, okay. Uh, So sit back, everyone, and listen to more NAD music. 
Waiting on time at the station The whistle blows My eyes are fixed upon the door 82 years since this journey first began 82 years since I was born As I fumble with the ticket in my hand You cast a shadow from the door Such radiant beauty Softly soothing And I am suddenly transported To a time when we first laid together A different year, a different place We knew we'd always be together, you and I I saw my future in your face So many years since you and I walked the line As the whistle blows, I'm running out of time This is Joni Aldrich back and Chris Derry with our guest, Dr. Robinson from NED, the band, N-E-D, No Evidence of Disease, and Nicole Strang. Um, you know, time is fleeting by. Uh, I felt that it was really, really important to, to get your music in here. But um, I, I do want to make sure that we have time to cover your website, uh, upcoming uh shows that you may have coming up and certainly where people can get your music. So let's do that now. Well, I'd be, I'd be really happy to speak about that. Go ahead. Um, you can find Ned the Band, No Evidence of Disease, on Facebook, Twitter, and Reverb Nation. Our website is, or the band's website is www.nedtheband.com. And the No Evidence of Disease documentary website is www.nedthemovie.com. And the band has several events coming up. I think the one that I'm most excited about are the events that are coming up in a couple of months in North Carolina. We have a really uh, great show in the works for the Saturday, September 21st. It's going to be held at the North Carolina Museum of Art in the beautiful amphitheater there. And we are going to have opening act Roger Gupton and Birds and Arrows, as well as Ned the Band playing a full set. And it is going to be a music festival supporting cancer awareness. We're going to have a mini food truck rodeo in the plaza, as well as several nonprofit charity partners, including Joni. Thank you. I'm so excited you're coming. And it's going to be a really fantastic show. And um, the last time we did this was almost two years. It'll be two years ago at that point. And uh, it's going to be even bigger and better, and we're expecting a huge turnout. So that is the most recent one. That's the closest one. I love that. And and you're going to have, Dr. Robinson, I don't know what you're going to do because you're going to have another groupie on your hands. Well, and, and he's, he's already got one on my end as well because I, I am just a big fan. I mean, I, I must say, Dr. Robinson, all what I like about, you know, I've listened to a handful of songs from Ned. And what I like about uh, the music you're playing and, and, and writing is, is the fact that no two songs sound similar, if that makes any sense to me. I mean... No, that, I think that's true. I think there's something to that. We all, the six of us, have contributed to virtually all of those songs. You know, one individual one member may right. have had the original idea... But then we synthesize it basically by passing it through all of us. So we get sort of a um, a soup bowl, I guess, effect of all the songs. So, for example, that last song you played titled Waiting on Time, mm-hmm. the idea from that was based on an insight that gynecologic oncologists often have that maybe a lot of people don't have. And that is that when a woman dies who's been married for a long time, in other words, a couple that's been together for a long time, when the woman dies, 
that's a little bit unusual because usually, you know, in the United States at least, the men die first. You know, women live longer than men. However, we frequently see it the other way around. That is, the woman dies and the man is left behind. And what we know from that is that the male partner of a long marriage is much more likely to fall apart emotionally than is the female partner of a long-term marriage who loses a husband. And that's something we see all the time that maybe a lot of people don't realize. That song, therefore, Waiting on Time, is written from the perspective of a man who has lost his wife to ovarian cancer, a man, say, in his 60s or 70s, who's been married for, you know, 40 years or something, and he lost her to one of these cancers, and he's waiting on time until he gets to see her again. And, you know, that's the other thing that I like about your music. It seems um, that... The, the songs that I like the most anymore are the ones that have a depth to them that you really kind of have to pay attention to get the true meaning and to their true feeling in the song. Yeah, that's that's really the challenge to music or art in general, isn't it? I guess it's, you know, to express a sometimes a very deep or very complex feeling or insight of the artist in a way that the listener or the, the viewer or whatever it happens to be uh, can perceive something of their own, can, can appreciate what the artist were, was trying to say and can also interpret it for themselves in a way that's, that's unique, that evokes some emotion in them. So that's always what we're trying to do is to express our own emotions, hopefully in a way that other people will enjoy. So I appreciate the compliment. And I, I definitely want to see about playing more of your music on W4CS uh, because we are the only 24-7 Cancer Support Network and, and where else would be more fitting to play NAD music. Well, we'd be delighted to have you do so. Well, I'm so so thankful to hear it. So, you know, I know a lot of times it can be difficult for bands to stay together. Um, how how is your feel? How is that different for Nad? Because you guys are together with a major point and purpose, way way above most bands, which are there to well, let's face it. Yes, some of it's art, but some of it's just to line their pockets. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you, you mentioned that. We have laughed about this many times. Um, we are together for a, very, a sh- relatively short but very intense period of, or periods of time. So we'll do two or three shows over a long weekend. So we're with each other for, say, 72 hours straight. And we typically walk away from a thing, man, if we had to do this all the time, we'd probably come to blows with each other. <laughs> so right, it right. works out pretty well that we then get a you know, month or two apart and we go back to our regular work and we realize, you know, what, what it's really all about. Because then when I can walk away from work and I pick up the guitar case and go to the airport, then suddenly I am a rock and roll musician again and that makes it all worth it. But then I can walk away from it 72 hours later before we come to those kinds of problems that, you know, I played rock and roll bands for the, in the past, I guess. So you so, have the best best of all worlds, really. Well, that's what I like to think. Well, do your patients ask you for your autograph? Well, they do, actually. Um, Typically, the way they will do it is they will buy copies of the CD, and, and when they come in, like, just to see me for an office visit frequently, they will give me the CD and say, can you please sign this for me? Or they'll buy them for Christmas presents or whatever. So, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll well, oblige my public. So I think we pretty much uh, very, uh, uh, or very readily uh, will sign whatever they want us to sign. That's wonderful. Well, and that kind of, you know, the great thing about that, too, is it kind of lightens, again, a very heavy situation. So even your patients are benefiting uh, from from this, not only by the funds that you give um, and the support that you give them, but it, it's going to lighten things up a little bit. Well, by, by, oh, no, by, the, by the example they're setting, I believe, Joni. You know, going forward with with the music and and doing it, you know, getting together with 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 other physicians from around the United States, it's not an easy task. But all of you have decided to engage in this because you enjoy music, but more importantly, you enjoy 
you know what you're giving back, how you're 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 contributing uh, back, and and what an enormous gift that is. So I know I, I tend. To- I think there's no question the patients get benefit from it. They are that is the the cancer survivors are far and away our strong biggest fans, without question. They are the the people screaming the loudest at our events are the people that buy more of our CDs and merchandise than anybody else. And, and I really do think that the, our, our patients specifically get an emotional benefit from the fact that, yeah. that we do this. And I can't help but believe that an emotional benefit doesn't translate to a physical benefit. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole, let me ask you, um, we just have a few minutes left. I know because I spoke with you and I, mm-hmm. I've personally spoken with you on the phone. I know how passionate you are about your work that, that you do with Ned and your work in general. So tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Why is it important to you? Well, I think Dr. Robinson was speaking to is absolutely true. Um, I love saying that my doctor is a rock star. My um, gynecologist, my uh, gynecologic oncologist is Dr. Soper, the uh, guitar mandolin player, and it definitely does give us a voice. I feel it gives us a voice. The uh, band has said that breast cancer has a pink ribbon, but GYN cancer has a rock band, and it's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true we have some yeah isn't that cool we have somebody that that speaks to us that draws attention to us and that is one of the reasons why uh even if i wasn't working for ned i would still be following this advocacy so passionately because gyn cancers are not spoken about as much as other cancers and i'm not saying that they're the other cancers are not as important the they are all cancer is important Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not get the national attention. We do not get the, the same type of research funding, et cetera, et cetera, that the other cancers do. And my hope would be that we can really move this gynecologic cancer awareness movement to the point where it's as nationally or internationally recognized as the breast cancer movement. And Ned really does that. There's nothing more exciting and more fun especially if you're sick and you're going through treatment, to strip off that cancer patient identity, dress up in your your rock star garb, and go rock out to a concert. It's a lot of fun. The women that I've met through my work with Ned are hugely inspiring, which is probably one of my most satisfying pieces of the work that I do for them. And they they love the bands. They love what the band does for them. I have a tremendous amount of respect for all of these guys, professionally and personally. I think that they're amazing. And uh, I hope that they keep going. So one of the band members actually saved your life. Dr. Sofer was not my original oncologist. My oncologist was in Tampa, Dr. Mitchell Hoffman. But Dr. Sofer is definitely responsible for making sure I'm okay. In fact, I just saw him yesterday, and I celebrated my five-year cancerversary with a CT scan. Congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm very happy to report that it's all clear. The CA-125 came back at 4.4, and I am good to go. Woo! Yay! Yep. I think that's Yay. an excellent way to end the show. Uh, I can't <laughs> think of a better way to end the show, Chris. Can you? I can't either. I can't Except either. for... Except for to thank our guest, Dr. William Robinson, Rusty, uh, who is a member of NAD, again, No Evidence of Disease, and uh, so looking forward to meeting you and Nicole Strang, uh, you, who I think is uh, a really great badass warrior goddess, <laughs> gynecologic <laughs> cancer advocate and blogger. Um, looking forward to meeting both of you in September and hopefully um, schedule, we'll schedule another show before then. I'm actually scheduling September now, so we need to go ahead and, and get that going. And uh, certainly thank you both for, for being my guest, our guest today. And uh, Chris so as much, well. Thank you Chris. Chris, Jerry. Very much. 
Chris's, Chris's website, uh, to remind everybody, is www.emilyjerryfoundation.org, and mine is www.joni, J-O-N-I, Aldrich, A-L-D-R-I-C-H, dot com. And we, Chris and I both want to thank all of you for being here today and, and having such wonderful chat rooms every week uh, on W4WN and W4CS. Please, please continue to tell others about this program because I am just so excited about the radio that we're producing here, uh, Advocacy Hills You, Chris. Do you agree? I, I agree completely, Joni. I, I feel like, um, you know, with the guests that we're getting uh, on, on our show and the conversation that we, we are having and in, engaged in, I believe that um, truly it's going to help other people that are, are, are going through various crises in their lives and, and finding a way to, to, to turn these crises into something positive. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank everyone who joined us today, and uh, please tune in tomorrow for Caregiving SOS at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on W4WNW4CS. Have a great evening.